After the exile at Laban's house, Jacob immersed in the Jabbok River. 475, Jacob was born again. After the Egyptian exile, the Be Israel were immersed in the Reed Sea. 476, the Be Israel were born again. The Maharal explains that this theme is the reason why the Jewish people had to immerse themselves into the waters of the Yam Suf between leaving Egypt and receiving the Torah. The exodus from Egypt set the stage for the creation and birth of the Jewish people, and when they immersed in the waters of the Yam Suf they went through the transformative process of being born as a nation. Thus, just as the creation and recreation of the world were accomplished through water in the beginning and in Noach's day, the Jewish people as a nation had to be formed through water as well. As the Midrash explains, the splitting of the Yam Suf is comparable to a pregnant woman's water breaking. All Israel entered the Yam Suf. As individuals, but emerged reborn, as a nation. Immersion is the creation of something new. It is often accompanied by the new creature receiving a new name. This rebirth, is also what happened after the Mabul, the flood in Noach's day. In that case, the entire world was recreated. Creating the nation of Israel, from the waters of the Reed Sea, was tantamount to creating a new world from the primordial waters. Just as the world was created with ten sayings, the nation of Israel would be built on a nation destroyed through ten plagues. 478. Similarly, just as creation required a cycle of six days for an existence, so Israel, a nation of existence, would be created through, and based on, a structure of six, salvaged from Mitzrayim's own structure of six. The deep understanding of water informs us of why each of us is surrounded by amniotic fluid while in our mother's womb. Just as the creation of the physical world emerged from formless water, so too, each of us have our own creation story, and therefore emerge from our own waters. Our birth is like the birth of a new world. 479 When we are in our mother's womb, an angel, a malak, teaches us the whole Torah from beginning to the end. 480 As the Vilna Gaon explains, this refers to the deepest realms of Torah, a transcendent Torah that is beyond this world, a Torah that is beyond the confines of shape and time. This Torah is the very root of reality, and you understood every aspect of it clearly. Not only were you shown this level of Torah, but you were also learning your specific share of Torah, you were being shown your unique purpose in the world, and how your unique role fits into the larger scheme of the human story as a whole. You were given a taste of your own perfection, of what you could, should, and hopefully will become. And from this transcendent realm, you were birthed into the physical world, emerging from these formless waters, with the mission to give form to everything you were shown in the womb, in your primordial and perfected state. Mashiach will also recreate the righteous and give them a new name. 482, the end of the matter will be a return to Gan Eden. Technological Advancements Imagine a person living in the 13th century. If this fellow could propel himself 500 years into the future into the 18th century he would look around and, aside for changes in fashion, find himself in his familiar world. Now, if a fellow living in 1839 propelled himself a mere 100 years into the future, the world would be unrecognizable to him, steam engines, trains, automobiles, telephones, electricity, wonder after wonder would confound him. The world during that century became totally transformed. And the rate of change has only accelerated since then. What happened? The Industrial Revolution and subsequent scientific development seem to be a prelude to the return of prophecy concerning the epoch of Mashiach. Genetic engineering is ushering in an existence where food will be available in an infinitesimal amount of time. Biotechnology, sequencing the human genome, 
adult stem cells and cloning has fostered the ability to halt disease and, potentially, prepare indigenous replacement organs that will guarantee longevity. Researchers are even grappling with thwarting apoptosis, programmed cell death, thus conquering the natural aging process. The prophet indicates that in Yamat HaMashiach, in the days of the Messiah, women will have the ability to bear sextuplets, with fertility advances today, multiple births are a common occurrence. Transportation and technology are also making great strides in the realization of prophecies that travel to Israel will be speedy and efficient. This entire theory concurs with Rambam's view that the age of Mashiach will be dependent on the natural progression of knowledge and discovery. Look what has happened since 1840. 1849 The telephone was birthed, Charles Grafton Page, with further developments in 1854, Meucci and 1876 with Alexander Graham Bell. 1884 The first electromechanical television was patented. 1879 The light bulb was invented by Edison. 1886 The birth of the modern-day automobile by Carl Benz. 1887 Henrik Hertz conducted the first-ever transmission of electromagnetic waves. 1887-1900 The foundations of quantum physics are being discovered by Ludwig Boltzmann, Heinrich Hertz, Max Planck and others. 1891 The first motion picture camera was invented by Edison. 1895 The first wireless telegraph occurred. 1897 The electron is discovered by J.J. Thompson. 1902 The first modern air conditioner is invented. 1903 The Wright brothers took flight. 1905 Einstein publishes the first special theory of relativity. 1907 The first audio was sent by electromagnetic waves. 1913 The first refrigerators for home use were invented. 1913 The structure of the atom is discovered. 1914 The first commercial airline flight took place. 1920 The first radio broadcast takes place. 1920 The proton in the atom is named. 1920s home appliances appear including vacuum cleaners, spin dryers, electric shavers. 1923 The television camera is invented. 1925 Quantum physics is further developed. 1926 Televised moving images took place. 1931 The neutron in the atom is discovered. 1935 Plastics and nylon are invented leading to the birth of nylon stockings. 1939 The first aircraft to fly with a jet engine took place. 1931 The first individual room air conditioner sitting on a window ledge is invented. 1945 The first electronic computer is invented. 1951 The first color TV program was broadcast by CBS. 1952 The polio vaccine is discovered. 1953 The double helix structure of DNA, the building block of life, is discovered. 1961 The first astronaut orbits the Earth. 1969 Man walks on the moon. 1990 The software for the World Wide Web is invented. Present day, iPhones, tablets, 3D movies and all the rest. Just look around. Event beginning Urimes reference Amashiach as king before he is known to Israel. 5790-9 equals 5781. 2021 CE Yosef became a ruler over all of Egypt nine years before this was known to Israel and Yosef's brothers. Micah 7:15 indicates that the events of the Exodus are the pattern for the future Exodus. What makes all of this so compelling, and therefore even more frightening, is the historical context in which we find ourselves at present, the beginning of year 5780 from creation, the fifth year of Ashmita, 
Sabbatical cycle, the next Shemitah year will be in 5782. The significance of this is apparent from the Talmud. Sanhedrin 97a The rabbis taught, in the seven-year cycle during which Mashiach will come, in the first year, the verse, I caused it to rain on one city, but, on another city, I did not cause it to rain, 483, will be fulfilled. In the second year, there will be slight famine, Rashi, a slight famine so that no place will be completely satisfied. In the third year, the famine will be great, and men, women, children, pious people, and men of good deeds will die, Torah will be forgotten by those who learned it. In the fourth year, some will be satiated while others are not, but, in the fifth year there will be plenty and people will eat, drink, and be joyous, and Torah will return to those who learned it. In the sixth year, there will be voices, Rashi, talk of Mashiach's arrival. In the seventh year, there will be war. In the eighth year, Ben David, Mashiach, will come. The Problems Chazel, 484, with their Ruach HaKodesh, added details to describe the situation of Am Israel during the period of Chevle Mashiach. Before those days, before the coming of the Mashiach, there will be no salaries for people, i.e., there will be severe unemployment, those who travel on the road shall fear danger, i.e., traffic accidents and acts of terror. Even Talmudi Chakamim shall have no peace during these troubled times. Rashi, even Talmudi Chakamim, who are worthy of extra protection under normal circumstances, shall have no peace because of the immensity of the accusations. If you see a generation that is becoming poor, wait for him, i.e., the Mashiach, for it is written, and I shall save a poor nation. Rav Yohanan said, If you see a generation with many troubles coming to it as a river flows, wait for him, i.e., the Mashiach, as it is written, when a narrow river comes, with the spirit of Hashem ravaging in it. And a Redeemer shall come to Zion. Chazel also said, 485, In the generation in which Mashiach ben David will come, the government will support immorality, the Galilee will be destroyed, the people of the Galilee will wander from city to city, and will not rest, the wisdom of the scholars will reek, people who fear sin, and people of chest will pass away, the truth will be missing. The wise men of the generation will die, the eyes of those who remain will ache with weariness and sighing, many evil troubles will befall the community, and harsh decrees will be renewed and implemented, one after the other. Evil Government We are living in a time when there is a hidden hand that seems to be coordinating and controlling our world. They have no name, no face and absolute control. If you say, or even hint that they exist, you are immediately labeled a conspiracy theorist and mockingly dismiss you. If you are an accomplished scientist or newsman, then you are discredited and shunted aside. There is a worldwide cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who rule the world, essentially, and they control everything. They control politicians, and they control the media. They control Hollywood, and they cover up their existence, essentially. And they would have continued ruling the world, were it not for the election of President Donald Trump who was elected to put a stop to the cabal. 486. Nevertheless, an observant person will note the following. Middle. We see TV news where nearly every newscaster uses the exact same phrase. Nearly every publication advocate for the same people and the same programs. They also attack those who are not favored in a coordinated manner. 487. Middle. We see newspapers with identical headlines and all carrying the same or similar stories. Middle. We see spontaneous riots in multiple states and multiple countries worldwide. We see a seamless financial system that demands we justify withdrawals, 
cuts off countries, destroys economies, steals and commits many evils, in a coordinated fashion. The Fed, the European Central Bank, and others are privately owned and controlled by this hidden person. Give me control of a nation's money supply and I care not who makes its laws. So said Meyer Amschel Rothschild, founder of the Rothschild banking dynasty. Middle. We see some companies come out of nowhere and suddenly become the biggest of their kind. Middle. We see individuals who rise to leadership despite their lack of qualifications. Middle. We see a coordinated response by deep state persons who largely control the destiny of many nations. Middle. We see a coordinated approach to Wuhan flu by nearly every country in the Western world. This economy killing, unprecedented, unscientific response has been proven to be an attempt to exert ever greater control of people by eroding their freedoms. Middle. Many books and articles have provided ample literary evidence of a power behind every throne. Middle. Many movies subliminally carry the coordinated message. This deep state, this anonymous control of governments, businesses, and people, in a coordinated way, demonstrates that Rome, Romy, exists and is evil to its very core. The deep state has grown into what Roosevelt warned against, the first truth is that the liberty of a democracy is not safe if the people tolerate the growth of private power to a point where it becomes stronger than their democratic state itself. That, in its essence, is fascism, ownership of government by an individual, by a group, or by any other controlling private power. 488, Eisenhower called it the military-industrial complex. 489. Nowadays the deep state is variously called the company, the Wall Street Mafia, the Manhattan Corporation, and others. Paralleling the revelations of wisdom from above, this prophecy necessitates revolutionary discoveries occurring simultaneously in the secular world, with regards to the wisdom from below. Stimulated by the industrial revolution of the 18th century, the wellsprings of theoretical models and new technology have incessantly burst forth. A wholly new paradigm of scientific thought and consciousness is emerging. The year 1840 witnessed the emergence of electromagnetic theory, 365, electromagnetism, 366, which in turn paved the way for the discovery of radio waves, the harnessing of electricity, telecommunications, television, computers, and the investigation of atomic energy and the development of the atomic bomb. New psychological and neurological descriptions of the brain, Ethnopharmacology, 367, Black Hole Phenomenon, 368, Genetic Engineering, Lasers and Holography, are further examples of the changes and ideas that have taken place in our generation. Of even greater significance has been the effect of the early 19th century breakthroughs of non-Euclidean geometry, which set the stage for the 20th century theories of Einstein's relativity, 369, Quantum Mechanics, and the search for the unified field theory. 370, currently, under the name of superstrings, 371, this theory is being proclaimed by leading physicists as an unmistakable genesis of a new physics. Most recently, the scientific community and public at large are being initiated into a new world of fractal geometry, 372, chaos theory, 373, virtual reality, 374, and the ever-accelerating, neural network 375, of the worldwide internet. The statement, Wellsprings of Wisdom Below, is interpreted as the Industrial Revolution, which according to Wikipedia, had its origins in the 1780s, but was not felt until 1830s or 1840s. We're still feeling the effects today with all the scientific revolutions that followed. 
The first industrial revolution used water and steam power to mechanize production. The second used electric power to create mass production. The third used electronics and information technology to automate production. Now a fourth industrial revolution is building on the third, the digital revolution that has been occurring since the middle of the last century. It is characterized by a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines between the physical, digital, and biological spheres. There are three reasons why today's transformations represent not merely a prolongation of the third industrial revolution, but rather the arrival of a fourth and distinct one, velocity, scope, and systems impact. The speed of current breakthroughs has no historical precedent. When compared with previous industrial revolutions, the fourth is evolving at an exponential rather than a linear pace. Moreover, it is disrupting almost every industry in every country. And the breadth and depth of these changes herald the transformation of entire systems of production, management, and governance. According to the teachings of esoteric Judaism, all knowledge, both spiritual and material wisdom, originally coexisted in a seamless unity within a higher dimension. Together, these two modes of wisdom comprised a larger, all-encompassing universal Torah. 377, a collapse, i.e., the episode of the eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 378, however, ensued in which the database of all knowledge split itself into spiritual and material planes of existence. Thus, we have the roots of the conflict between religion and science. Yet, any given mystical or technological truth can only be one of two sides of the same puzzle. Thus, the material world is also a mode of spirituality, only externalized and concretized. Vice versa, the spiritual world is a mode of the material reality, only internalized and spiritualized. 379. From both a secular and scientific perspective, as well as from a fundamentalist religious perspective, this unique synergistic reunion is very challenging, if not intimidating and appears heretical. Yet, this is the explicit doctrine of the Gaon of Vilna 380, and his clandestine cadre of Talmudic sage mystics of Shklov. The ultimate truth is not revealed through the supernatural alone nor is it only discovered through scientific development, it is more than both. Both forms of wisdom are destined to reunite. Perforce, this is stimulating a worldwide paradigm shift in consciousness. These stages of global evolution are aspects of the messianic era which is central to the teachings of esoteric as well as traditional Judaism. The greatest challenge to religion is science because science can offer an alternative to Hashem 382 and his creation. That is why the Satan makes this offer to those who would choose this path. As a matter of interest, we have no record of any atheists 383, before the rise of science, and in particular the idea of evolution. According to this tradition, our role as the final generation in the reunification of these two modes of wisdom is achieved by matching the right tool with the right job. In other words, we must use the new maps, models, and metaphors of the wisdom from below in order to grasp the wisdom from above. In turn, the transcendent wisdom of the Torah will cast its light of clarity and direction upon the enchanting and often overpowering tools of science and technology. The gates of wisdom above parallel the opening of the wellsprings of wisdom below. This refers to revolutionary discoveries in the sciences that would completely change our view of the world. 384 we have also seen ongoing examples of the revelations of wisdom from above. We can see it historically in the release and publishing of crucial Kabbalistic teachings. Although a number of the works of the Arizal 385, were circulated after he died in 1572, the most authoritative texts of Lurianic Kabbalah, the Shemini Sharim 386, 
by Archeum Vital, 387, remained in closely guarded manuscript until the beginning of the 20th century. The availability of previously unpublished esoteric manuscripts of the early Kabbalists, the teachings of the Ramphal 388, and the Hasidic Masters, 389, and finally the esoteric writings of the Gaon and his disciples, including Kol Ha Tor, 390, have given our generation increasing access to these crucial teachings. This does not mean that our generation is more advanced than our predecessors. To the contrary, our grasp of the inner wisdom is decidedly more external. It does mean, however, that this wisdom is no longer restricted to a select few. In order to hasten the redemption, the inner wisdom has come down into the public domain, with all the inherent dangers that this descent suggests. This is borne out, on the one hand, by the emergence of the Kabbalah as an accepted field of academic research in universities in Israel and in the world at large. This is in sharp contrast to the Kabbalah's previous status of belonging to the old world and the realm of superstition. On the other hand, this prophecy is reflected in the appearance of Orthodox Yeshivat, mainly Sephardic, which openly teach Kabbalah side by side with Talmud 391 and Halakha. 392. Further, any longtime student of the Kabbalah cannot but be staggered by the recent proliferation of classical Kabbalah literature in Hebrew, English, and other languages, which continues to increase in momentum. 1808-1840. The recognition of electromagnetism, the unity of electric and magnetic phenomena, is due to Hans Christian Ersted and André Marie Ampere in 1819-1820. Michael Faraday invented the electric motor in 1821, and Georg Ohm mathematically analyzed the electrical circuit in 1827. Large-scale Aliyah in hope of hastening the redemption and anticipation of the arrival of the Messiah in 1840. 396. Particularly fascinating is that another seminal event transpired during that same period. It was in 1840 that the Saudis retook Riyadh and that Wahhabism 397 came to power. This is stunning in light of the Torah's words concerning the role of Yishmael in the end of days. Armasura 398 teaches that in the Akrat Hayim a sect of fanatical Ishmaelites will arise, executing horrendous attacks around the world. They will first team up with Christian nations, 399, and later go to war against the Christians. 400. Eventually the various wars will develop into a world war centered on Jerusalem. Over the past several centuries, the Muslims had been virtually powerless. Beginning in 1840, the paradigm shifted. Islam is now the fastest-growing religion on earth. One in every four human beings alive today is Muslim. Rabbi Schneerson 456 teaches that Hasidism is intrinsically messianic, and that science and the Industrial Revolution are also both potentially equal partners in the fulfillment of the eschatological plan. This exegesis of this Sohar suggests that there is a parallel between and an interrelationship with science and technology at the very heart and formulating fabric of Hasidism, that both together, not independently, will lead ultimately toward the redemption. This view of history is by definition eschatological. Rather than equating the two fountains of knowledge, further explanations of Rabbi Schneerson interprets them theocentrically. He explains that the more the gates of knowledge above, open then the more the fountains of knowledge below, will be opened. It is therefore, the advances and developments of Torah through Hasidic philosophy that bring about the possibility for scientific and technological development, and not vice versa. Since we know that the future redemption will be like our redemption in the days of Moshe, 458, then we can assume that this pregnancy will also last 210 years. 
459, yet the Torah itself says that they were in Egypt 400 years 460 or 430 years. 461, nevertheless, a calculation of the years spent in Egypt reveals that they spent only 210 years there. 462. Our sages explain that the countdown of 400 years began with Isaac's birth. GD's promise does not refer to Egypt by name, rather to a land that is not theirs. As soon as Abraham had a child, his seed were subjected to living in lands that were not theirs, including Canaan which wasn't theirs at the time. Interestingly, 400 years prior to the year 6000 deadline was the year 5600, which corresponds to the secular calendar year of 1839-1840. The Zohar 463 states, In the 600th year of the 6th millennium, the Hebrew year 5600, a great light will shine forth from the heavens, causing a transformation in the world. The Zohar, 466, says that Tekiyat HaMaitim, the resurrection of the dead, will begin no later than 210 years before the year 6000 from creation, giving us an ending date of the year 5790, 2030 CE. The resurrection of the dead, according to this basuk, will take 210 years. We now have a starting point that is somewhere between 5500 AM, 1740 CE, and 5600 AM, 1840 CE. We have an actual end point, where the birth takes place, of 5790 AM, 2030 CE. If we subtract 210 from 5790, we arrive at a starting date of 5580, 1820 CE, well within our window.